This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 24th, wherever and however you are connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who was constantly working on his Photoshop skills, Jerem Jordan. Well, apparently Lorenzo Falatea has got to up his game because yesterday the BYU junior defensive lineman tweeted at uh, Damian Lillard saying, what are we thinking, bro? Dame underscore Lillard, new legacy here in the 801 with Spider Mitchell. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, formerly of Weber State Wildcats, mm-hmm. quotes the tweet and says, horrible Photoshop. <laughs> it's of Damian Lillard in a Utah Jazz jersey. I don't think the Photoshop is that bad. It's I not disagree that bad. with Dame, but Dame did yam on Zoe. Yeah. We love Zoe. The Dame Dalla, he can <laughs> say what he wants on social media, right? And I think that he was saying part, part, partly in jest, but. I don't know. It was okay. Definitely an amateur effort on Zoe's part, but you know, could, it looked pretty good. I thought. I, yeah, I, I right? didn't think it was like you know, pro professional, but it was good. <laughs> Got yammed on, man. We're seeing all sorts of weird things. Uh, not so much Photoshop, but have you been paying attention to what's happening in Major League Baseball? Oh yeah, my guy Sergio Romo, who I yeah. did a story on a little over a decade ago, and I work in Grand Junction. Uh, he, dropping his drawers yesterday. <laughs> he was questioned. Out of frustration. He's questioned about using an illegal substance. Yes. In game. Listen, I, it's interesting, right? I know they're trying to crack down on it, but um, you know, luckily we have no issues here. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of substances, your hair's on point, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> feels like a regular normal day. Maybe a little extra pomade, I guess. But <laughs> today's loaded show lineup does not include more amateur Photoshop skills, but we may come back to the hair at some point. It does include the benefits and downside of starting a freshman quarterback at BYU. Are you cool with it? Jacob Conover, the guy? The new head football coach at Arizona, Jed Fish, explains the best bit of advice he got from his longtime mentor, one of the goats of coaching, Bill Belichick, and what he thinks of opening the season against BYU. Plus, former BYU rugby star Calvin Whiting is crushing it in Major League Rugby as a kicker. Now, would he ever consider kicking in the National Football League? Let's ask him, but not before we bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The NCAA is exploring temporary guidance post-Alston ruling that will allow all athletes to monetize name, image, and likeness as of next Thursday, July 1st, as a placeholder until federal legislation. NCAA Board of Directors will meet today to discuss a plan that allows schools to, uh, to state or create new name, image, likeness laws that follow the NCAA. There's a lot of chaos, it feels like, with this subject. Apparently next Thursday it's going down. What's going to happen on July 1st? Feels kind of crazy. Is it going to be a Y2K scenario? Sports Center going to come out with a commercial? Follow me to freedom! I think everyone thought about Y2K. Only college athletes are thinking about Fair. image like Hey, how about the NBA last night? Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks losing in a wild game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, 116-113 to open up things against the Atlanta Hawks. Maybe it's because Eli didn't play, Jerem. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, so uh, maybe the Bucks. How about you prevent Trey Young from scoring 48? Well, that that matters too, right? 
that matters too. Remember when he worked out in the church gym with Jimmer Fredette? I talked to Jimmer about this last week. Trey Young. I said, what's the story there? And he said, we had the same trainer. So he flew into Denver and we hung out and Jimmer took him to a church gym. Local LDS building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Next game in the series, by the way, tomorrow, 6.30 Mountain Time. Good luck to Courtney Wayman uh, competing in the U.S. Olympic Trials in the steeplechase final tonight, 11.47 Eastern Time, 8.47 local time in uh, Eugene. Top three finishes go to the Olympics in Tokyo. Think about it. If Courtney is the top three, bang. Those are the Fantastic. Some news from our Cougars in the minor leagues, specifically Daniel Schneeman. Sick as a slim Schneeman. Goes two for five with a three-run home run. Had four runs batted in overall and a Lake County captain seven-to-one win. Tying the series up with the Great Lake Loons at a game apiece. Every time I say Great Lake Loons. can't I, just say Loons. I know. I just, loons. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. BYU quarterbacks throw fresh, Jerem? Is it going to be a freshman quarterback in Jacob Conover leading the charge against seven power fives and one of the tougher, albeit balanced, schedules that we have seen in independence? More importantly, would you be comfortable starting a freshman quarterback this season specifically with the numbers that I just laid out? Ideally, no. Again, Jacob Conover is going to be a star here. I cannot wait for when he plays. I just want it to be at the right time. I would love for Jacob not to have to be thrown into the lion's den without Daniel to face seven Power 5 opponents and Boise State. It's a challenging schedule. Jacob, I want Jacob to have one year where he's not in the fire and he's and he can feel it but not have that pressure because you have two capable guys who have been in the program for now a third season. This will be Jacob's second and have started a couple of games. I just I just want to see if Jaron and Baylor can do it before I want to see if Jacob can do it. Now, what if Jacob just blows those two out of the water in the fall, then yeah, go ahead, go for it. I just don't see that happening. I think they have, they have very good skills, all three of them. I think Jaron Hall gives you the best chance to win right now. And Jacob, again, Jacob's going to be a stud here. Jake Heaps doesn't need to start in 2010 if Riley Nelson is clearly the guy. Obviously, Jake came in with a lot of hype. It didn't work out. Drew Miller was a freshman in 97. This happened with Kevin Federick, right? The timing matters. Steve Young and Jim McMahon and Robbie Bosco and Steve Sarkeesian and Brent, none of these guys were forced into sort of, hey, we need you now. Sure. They could wait, and then I think that really benefited them. And I just want the same experience for Jacob where even if it's next year, honestly, um, Zach Wilson wasn't thrown in right no, away. I was going to say, BYU and this staff specifically, you don't have to rewind that far to encounter a similar situation. Yeah. I know Tanner Mangum was a senior but it feels like Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney, because of COVID scenarios and how long they've been around the program, they're, juniors. they're like upperclassmen. So BYU's been in this scenario not three years ago with Zach Wilson and Tanner Mangum, and we're going to experience the same thing in fall camp. Jacob Conover is going to make some plays. He's going to be sharp. Start the freshman! Oh, my goodness, he looks incredible. It's an incredible race. But ultimately, I'm with you. Lean on experience. I don't want to potentially maim or taint a very young player with just a brutal start to the season and 
kind of potentially mess him up mentally for the remainder of his career, or at least slow his progress. And I'm not saying that Jacob Conover is weak mentally, but I've seen it happen a lot to young guys. That get You just brought up Jake Heaps. It was, it's, I feel like it was too soon. Maybe if he started a little bit later and just kind of. And there was a lot of factors around Jake. Right. Oh, right? five-star guy. Family Got to go with him. All that, yeah. Sure. I, I am. five-star? I think it was four-star. I am always uh, of the opinion that you can ease into things. You don't have to throw somebody in right now, especially when you have two other really good yeah. options. And yeah. we talked about it yesterday. We, we both feel like Jaron Hall is going to be the guy to start the season. Yeah. Because of his dynamic playmaking ability. Yes. I just, I love Jacob. I love Baylor. I love Jaron. I'm really excited about any of those three. But if all things are equal, go with experience. That seems like a simple argument. Now, you went with Tanner Mangum and they beat Wisconsin and Arizona, even if he was a game manager. Yes. Uh, just lean in that direction. If injuries or ineptitude occur, yes, you can shift down there. But I would love for Jacob to get a year under his belt. That, w- that isn't on the scout squad because Jacob Conover was not preparing for the game in the same way everyone else was during the week last year. He was preparing the opposing team's game plan. He wasn't in- yes, he was trying to do both, but I'm talking this year now, he doesn't have to be the scout squad's quarterback. That can be a Soljay Mayava, Peters, or whoever else, right? There are options there. I- yeah, I'm looking forward to Jacob's career here at BYU. It's going to be great. He's going to be a baller. Like, he turned down a scholarship at Alabama. Not just, hey, I got a letter. That's different. That doesn't matter. Hey, he was in Nick Saban's office at one point, right? Pretty impressive. It's, it's exciting. And let's not underestimate this idea, too. We kind of assume that everyone's going to be here for the whole time they're eligible. Who knows? Like, the, for BYU to keep all three of these dudes for three years is highly unlikely. That's the reality of the situation. Because someone's going to be third string and maybe feel like, ah, I want a different opportunity because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really going to play. I don't know who or when or how, but history tells us that you can't keep three potential starters on the roster for multiple seasons, typically. It's hard. I think we agree. That's a competitive. BYU doesn't have to start a freshman, so why feel pressure yeah. to do so? Yeah. The counter to that is, well, why not just throw him in and... Oh, he'll learn quickly. He'll the learn. He'll do, eh. It'll be a little bit hard at first, but like if, it'll be a dramatic learning curve for the better. Again, if there were three or four P5s, maybe, maybe. But when there's seven, I go, eh, cool it. And heaven forbid, if there is a quarterback injury at some point, maybe Jacob is the guy that takes over midseason. I know that Zach Wilson took over for Tanner Mangum. I'm fine with that because he'll have a few games... To get ready for that. Right. Right? You'd think. Right. In 2018, it was uh, the coach's decision because of performance or yeah. lack thereof to, to put in Zach yes. Wilson and just kind of start something fresh. Tanner Mangum got thrown in in the fourth quarter of his first game. Yes. Or third quarter at the end. Not okay. ideal. Not ideal. Uh, Chuck to Hail Mary. Chuck to Hail Mary. Tanner wa- Tanner, Tanner's best year was his freshman year, though. He, he peaked as a freshman in terms of his productivity. Okay, stats, well, there, right? there is the counter, like, right? Like, yes. Maybe yes. it could potentially I, be a good thing. And then we'll ta- just let's not talk about the Michigan game, okay? Let's not. <laughs> Topic two. Do you expect chaos next Thursday, July 1st, with the NCAA and NIL and the lack of guidelines, legislation, know, know-how here? Jerem, it's going to be absolutely boring on July 1st. <laughs> 
No. I'm I flying don't, out of town on July 1st to get away from this. I don't expect chaos in the NCAA. <laughs> Can you imagine just billboards and commercials flying up all over the place with collegiate athletes and everyone's making money? No. I think it's going to be quiet. It's going to be boring. Everybody's in a wait and see, a holding pattern. It won't be boring. I'll be barbecuing. Okay. Well, in your personal life, weekend. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't expect things to change overnight. Yeah. Maybe we'll see a BYU athlete show up on a Gab wireless billboard at some point before the season starts or some other company on the, the Silicon Slopes. But no, on July 1st, it's going to be a normal day. Not, nothing's going to happen on July 1st. People don't know what to do with this. That includes the athletes. I interviewed Shaley Gonzalez for Deep Blue, which will air on Saturday and then be a podcast after that that will, you know, you can listen to starting Saturday and beyond. Even she has questions about what can I do and when? You know, it's still not really understood. So I don't think people are jumping into the pool on the first day of, uh, you know, it being opened and it being warm, if you will, type <laughs> deal. Like, whoa, let's go. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that that's how this is going to go. I think it's being overblown. What's not being overblown is the lack of uh, preparation for this. I think that's pretty notable yeah. and weird. That why why hasn't any everyone's looking around? It's like someone asked someone to uh, the group to say the closing prayer at church, and everyone's looking around like, I don't want to do it. You can do it. I don't know. That's what it feels like right now. I'm glad you brought up the pool reference because... Because you want to go swimming after? Well, there are no lifeguards at the pool, Jerem. It's unsupervised. Well, it's also locked. <laughs> like, wait, I thought this was a thing we could do. How do we get in? What July, do we do? Yeah, July 1st, like, there are people at the gates, but there are no lifeguards around. Maybe you got to climb the fence to get in. Is there I any don't chlorine know. in the pool? Like, have they We, even we don't about know. That? We don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an unmanaged pool situation. I don't want no part of it. So that's going to be... Everyone's going to stay away from the pool. Nice and quiet, boring on July 1st. Our, but I have a right to the pool. Our question of the day. Would you be comfortable starting a freshman quarterback at BYU this season? Why or why not? We'll give you our opinions. Now let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Bryson Denny on Instagram answers, if he is the man, speaking of the freshman, that will bring wins, then I am all in. I get it. I just think the the man that will bring the most wins is more likely to be someone who's been in the fire initially. And luckily, it's you know Arizona is a team that I think BYU should beat. But regardless of who BYU starts a quarterback, but it's still a Power Five team that you know is figuring it out. What if they play crazy? I don't know. I don't At know. BYU underscore Jer on Instagram uh, puts in something emphatically. Absolutely not. Look at Zach Wilson's freshman year. He ended up being super talented, but that initial jump was brutal because wasn't brutal. He was he wasn't eased into the role. Well, no, Zach was eased. Into I think the you role. mean he was eased he because was the last half the there were no power fives until Utah at the end. Yeah, and he almost beat Utah. Yeah, Tanner Mangum had to play the tough schedule. Went three and three. Zach went four and three. It's not like he did much better, by the way. Jaron Hall gives us the best chance, followed by Baylor, Romney, and Conover is the last resort if neither of those guys are able to go. Okay, coming up, which BYU player would you use to promote your brand for NIL? And we preview game number one and the Arizona Wildcats with their new head football coach, Jed Fish. He's a disciple of Bill Belichick. What did Belichick tell him? The number one bit of advice taking over a new job. This is BYU Sports Nation.
This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, the Nakua brothers test their brotherly bond. Check it out on the BYU SN Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the new head football coach of the University of Arizona. His name is Jed Fish. Coach, great to have you with us. 72 days away. How are things in Tucson? Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me on. And uh, things are going well. We're right now in the middle of um, some summer conditioning with our players. We have a football camp that's going on today for, I think, 500 prospective student athletes. And it's been a wild and crazy uh, June as it has been for everybody. So it's been great and looking forward to getting a few days away prior to uh, how it all starts up here soon. How are preparations going with this team? Because certainly jumping into a new situation isn't unfamiliar to you, but back in the college game after a bunch of years in the NFL, notably with the Patriots last season, what's life like right now as you establish a a program? Well, it's, you know, it's kind of been nonstop trying to really work through a lot of different facets of the program, whether it be the culture, whether it be schematics, whether it be, some of the other issues that arise when you're taking over a new program and learning about how things work and what's gone on here in the past. And then also trying to ingratiate ourselves into the community and uh, be very involved in Tucson and the university. And it's been an exciting spring for the university of Arizona. So we've had some great, you know, college world series in softball and in baseball and national championship game in basketball. So it's been a blast since we've been here. Well, you know, the women's basketball game is a little sensitive because Arizona beat BYU in the second round, Coach, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jed Fish with us on BYU Sports Nation, the new head football coach at the University of Arizona. You're a veteran in this business and a desired commodity for sure. So why did you feel like Arizona, among all your opportunities, was the right fit for you? Well, um, I've been very fortunate and very blessed to have worked for some of the greatest coaches I've been you know, in this profession and learn from some of these guys. And when the opportunity came to have a chance to run your own program, there's nothing better than uh, giving it a whirl and the chance to be able to do it in the Pac-12 and do it at a place where I believe has all of the potential in the world. I feel very strongly that when you have a stadium on campus, when you have a state institution that has incredible athletics in all the different sports, when you have great facilities and a brand new indoor and you have all the different uh, facets that go into winning, it was the right time and the right place for us to leave the NFL and spend the last three years at the Rams and Patriots. And now it's a chance to go do it our own way here. What's the biggest strength you see of this team is uh, you embrace the 2021 season that luckily uh, should be a full one with fans. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for our team right now is, their want to and their desire to, to win. Uh, we have, we have a long way to go. It's been a while since we've walked away uh, with wins here, but uh, we believe that we have a, a, a committed team that are going to give uh, their best shot, their best effort every, 
every game. We've made a lot of roster changes since arriving here. And uh, hopefully we found ways to improve in a lot of different areas. But we know we've got enormous challenges every week, starting with the opening one. In contrast, what do you feel like the biggest question mark is with your team and roster? I'd say the biggest thing is we haven't played yet. So it's, you know, there's so much unknown in terms of how does a team compete during a game? Uh, It's one thing to compete during a practice. It's another thing to compete in the meeting room. Uh, But when the game is actually happening, when there's a score being kept, when there's the necessity to have discipline, uh, how do we perform in that capacity when we're tackling to the ground and not blowing a whistle dead? And, uh, you know, some of those things are really important for us and they're really not going to be known until September 4th and then really not be known again until every Saturday in the fall. And, and then we'll be able to look back and say, all right, this is where we, this is where we are as a team, but we're excited. We're going to give it our best shot every week. And our goal is to just see if we can improve uh, every day. Certainly the quarterback's always a question. Who's that player going to be? Will Plummer got some run last year. Gunnar Cruz transferred from Washington State. Jordan McLeod, familiar to BYU fans a little bit with the game in 2019, the South Florida beat uh, BYU in. So how's that quarterback competition shaping up? Well, the you know, the Will and Gunner had a chance to go against head-to-head against one another the entire spring. And uh, they really took the majority of the reps and they battled it out, uh, even to the point of the spring game when one guy led you know, one team and the other guy led the other. But uh, now Jordan entered the picture. He arrived here June 1. So we really haven't been able to spend any time with him football-wise on the field throwing. We've only been able to meet with him, talk to him, um, and then watch him in the lift lift group. So for us, it's really going to be critical come August 5th or August 6th, whenever that first day of camp is, to be able to get on the field and actually see what he looks like. And then we'll see uh, if he can catch up to the other two. And then the other two are going to have to see if they can continue to stay separate. Jed Fish, the head football coach at Arizona with us on BYU Sports Nation. In just over 10 weeks, you will face BYU at a neutral site, Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. How do you feel about opening up your coaching tenure at Arizona in an NFL stadium where you've had some experience in uh, those big venues? Yeah, you know, I, I'm excited. I can't wait, really. Uh, we we played Las Vegas last year in New England, but we played them at our place. So uh, I've never seen the new stadium yet. It looks incredible online. Uh, it's going to be a very special place. The idea of having 100% capacity, we're hopeful that we could pack the place uh, with the two teams. I hope it looks feels like a Florida-Georgia game where half the stadium's one, half the stadium's the other, and it just – Uh, We bring energy and enthusiasm. We're playing a team that's, you know, coming off in an incredible season with the number two overall pick and the energy and enthusiasm behind BYU football right now is extremely strong. Uh, Our team and our players will be extremely excited about the chance to go back out there and compete. And, you know, NFL stadiums are special. Brand new ones are even more special. And uh, the chance to be able to be a part of that is going to be super neat for us on Labor Day uh, weekend on that Saturday night and prime time. And I hope that our got players embrace it. I know BYU players will embrace it. And uh, I mentioned to coach Shataki, it should be an absolute blast to uh, do this thing. 
It could be like Florida, Georgia, but there will be fewer cocktails from the BYU side, I think. <laughs> um, probably, probably fair. What's the coolest thing on your wall behind you, by the way? Oh, man. Uh, I've tried to really have all sorts of different uh, pictures of coaches, of players that I've coached, uh, players that I've been around. I mean, I don't – I like the picture of uh, Tom Brady in the, at Michigan playing catch with me or Brandon Marshall behind me, but – I guess the coolest thing is the picture with me and my heart surgeon over what would be my right shoulder uh, because he's the guy that uh, saved my life when I was 26. So uh, I always honor him and uh, appreciate everything he did to allow me to still be here. Excuse us for not knowing the story. What, what happened when you were 26 coach? Uh, I had an aortic dissection and uh, my aorta ruptured while I was out jogging in Houston. Wow. Uh, when I was coaching for the Texans and uh, I had emergency surgery and uh, he was about one of the few people in the world that could repair it in the case. It was in, in the situation I was in. So uh, he is, uh, he is the guy that I always appreciate, look up to and uh, always carry his picture uh, on my desk, wherever I am. Well, that's an incredible story. And certainly we're glad to have you with us. Uh, I guess it's fair to say if he asks for tickets, you, you got him. Yeah, he's he's clear. <laughs> All right, coach. When you look at film of BYU, what's the first thing that jumps off the tape? Uh, I think their toughness. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt that BYU plays with a toughness. They're mature. Um, they're an older. You know, it's an older team. It's a tougher team. It's a. Uh, you know, it's a team you always have to be ready for. Um, you know, and our, our goal is to match the toughness and you're always going to look at what BYU does and what they look like. And they're always going to be grown men, uh, in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, you have to be aware of that, but that's always the first thing. And, and then discipline, discipline is always a BYU trait, uh, offense and defense. And we recognize that. And we know that, uh, I've only played BYU one time when we were at Michigan, but I clearly have been very familiar with BYU over all the years. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that 2015 result. It went really well for Michigan. Let's just say that. BYU fans have tried to forget that one. With, with your staff, you have certainly made it very important to you that you're going to bring in a lot of notable alums who really were an important part of the program. Of course, highlighted by Teddy Bruschi, who's you know a consultant analyst with the program. Why was it important to bring in those guys in your first year? Well... Um, you know, it was a mixture of both, you know, prominent alum and then really good coaches. Uh, Ricky Hunley was a, I was actually Ricky Hunley's graduate assistant 21 years ago at the university of Florida. Um, he is a very notable alum. He's a college football hall of famer. He's the seventh overall pick. And the fact that he wasn't coaching at Arizona was surprising to me. So he's a guy that's been in the NFL, been in college football his whole life, worked for Larry Smith for a ton of years at Missouri and USC. And the chance to get him back here was easy for me. Chuck Cecil was on the staff as an analyst. Um, but Chuck, I went, we had great battles against Chuck when I was coaching in the NFL, and he was a defensive coordinator of the Titans. So to get him on board to coach the safeties and bring Don Brown in from Michigan to be the coordinator uh, just seemed like a perfect fit. And then when I got hired here, Coach Belichick recommended that I reach out to Teddy. And I, I really reached out to Teddy in a lot of ways just to talk to him. Uh, he still lives in Massachusetts. He has his job at ESPN. He's extremely busy. Uh, I feel as if it's, uh, you know, just a responsibility to be able to reach out to someone as prominent as him and 
we worked out an arrangement that he can uh, zoom in with us once a week and we chat and we, uh, we stay in touch. And I, I'm extremely appreciative of Teddy and uh, everything he does and everything he can do for us. As you pointed out, you uh, have worked closely and often with Bill Belichick, and he's one of the goats in the game of football. What's the best bit of advice he gave to you as you become a head coach now at the collegiate level? Well, he said that, you know, be you. Be you. That, that, was, his, that was his biggest advice. Is, well, you've been with a lot of people. You learn from a ton of people. Um, that's all great. But unless you're the sincere and authentic you, then you're going to have, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, so I've always used him as a resource. I still constantly use him as a resource. And, uh, but in the end, he, he was very adamant about the best, you know, the best way to do it is to just be yourself. And, and that's, that's going to be good enough. He's got this split personality, we're told, where we see the one uh, piece in public, you know, where he's, we're on to Cincinnati. And then everyone says he's got this amazing personality behind the scenes. Can you confirm that? Yes. Yes, I can. He's great. He's really a, I mean, what he does at work or how he handles the media is one thing. But as, you know, he is an unbelievable uh, person, very caring, very, uh, aware of the surroundings and everything around him. And he's just been, he's been an incredible mentor for, for me and a very, very good friend to me and my family. Coach, congratulations on all of your success in your coaching career. And, uh, you know, we certainly uh, look forward to seeing what you can do at Arizona as you begin a new venture. And we appreciate the time today. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Have a great day. You got a Jed Fish on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I like that guy. He's a cool guy. Other than bringing up uh, Michigan, you know, I like that guy. <laughs> Coming up, former Cougar turned professional rugby player Calvin Whiting of the Utah Warriors joins us. And was BYU basketball sharpshooter Trevin Nell out of line for saucing an eight-year-old at camp? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. He didn't dunk on him. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tomorrow it's a BYU TV special featuring the documentary BYU Offense, A History of Innovation, giving a look at how the Cougars have been a trendsetter on that side of the ball in college football tomorrow noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. College Source Sports Resource has listed BYU as the ninth best linebacker position group in the country. Is this the best position group in the on the team? Probably. Hard to argue against Peyton Wilgar, Keenan Peely, and all of those guys. But I do like the offensive line, Jerem, a lot with the return of James Empey as the center and kind of anchoring that offensive front. I think they're going to be really good, too. We've talked about the secondary as well. They're loaded on the edges on the defensive side of the ball. But probably right now, it's the linebackers. Yeah, the O-line isn't right now because you're throwing in a couple of guys that haven't played as much. So they could become that, certainly. But right now, yeah, it's the LBs for sure. Okay, on to BYU basketball camp and some outstanding video brought to us by one Richard Harward. Thank you for filming this on your phone. Jerem, watch this from Trevin Nell after the ball is cycled around. Should our friend Trevin get a yellow card for saucing an eight-year-old camper? No, because yellow cards aren't in basketball. That 
Listen, if they can't defend him, they shouldn't be out there. Okay? They didn't Loser. They didn't dunk on him. Right? <laughs> Caleb Lohner certainly could. He chose not to. Zach Selyus, by, by the way, there on the wing with the full beard. Yes, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. This is fun. Now, if he had dunked on him, then yes, absolutely you issue the yellow card. If yellow, Or you smart. block a shot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a flagrant one. <laughs> when was the last time you got up early to run the stairs at LaBelle Edwards Stadium? Let's see. That would be never. I don't even think I've been invited to or had the opportunity to do that. What you just said doesn't make any sense. The opportunity? Yeah. Well, why, that why? sounds terrible. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm choosing to view it through an optimistic lens. I, I would is get optimistic? to do something. Not have to do I would get to do something like that. Why would you want to do that? That looks so hard. It's it so, does look hard. It's so steep. But it's, it's LaBelle Edwards Stadium in the summer. Nobody else is in there. Oh, kind of cool, walking. right? If I'm just walking around, I ain't going up those <laughs> steps voluntarily. No way, man. You tell me how many times I had to run the stairs. I'm thinking just going up once and down once. That's too much. That's too much? That's too much, no. Oh, man. No. Hey, I'm looking at you, Kalani. Waiting for the invite or the strength and conditioning staff. I'll run the stairs once and down. <laughs> can I do it in under... Uh... Spencer Linton. Okay. You can just walk in. Oh, okay. I wonder if I could run up and down and under KSL TV Spencer Linton would go in there. Stop it. <laughs> Jerem, July 1st. We've marked that on our calendars as the day of potential chaos with the NCAA. Okay. And- all of this name, image, likeness stuff that's been floating out there. Players, uh, players are going to get paid. Which BYU athlete would you like to see become the brand ambassador leading the charge on a billboard on July 1st? The one that already has 400,000 followers. Her name is Shaylee Gonzalez. Okay. She's ready to go on this. Do you have like a, an item or something that she would do like... Or would it just would it just be no I don't, I don't know product I don't know to promote yeah. see I like it, w- it would probably be phone soap <laughs> okay because she's always on her phone and you may have a familial tie to that right perhaps okay I like Alex Barcelo okay I, I just think he's yeah. like a yeah. solid brand ambassador for the university got that great smile and probably related to something to do with insurance like you can always come home with insurance like, like nice. Alex Barcelo nice. <laughs> Okay, another one. Major League Baseball. Something else we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. Is seeing a rash of umpires checking pitchers for use of foreign substances in game. And the players reacting, it's been a little crazy. It's hilarious. Some guys dropping their drawers, right? Like we talked about. Whoa. Whoa. Has Major League Baseball gone too far and are we going too far here? What? A substance check. Substance? Ben Bagley brought it up. You've been going to your hair a little too much. In this Excuse show. me? You know the rules. You're not supposed to apply anything in the middle of the show. Can I see what's in your pocket, sir? N- <laughs> you know what? We have, we have it on video. Have what we on have video? Tape. What are you talking about? this. What? Uh-oh. Jerem, did you get... What on video? Did you get caught All right. in, in the moment? You're oh, Jer- oh Wait, hold on. Jerem! Get out. I was scratching my head. Nope. Applying. This is garbage. We saw it on the video. It's right here. It was in this your pocket. This is garbage. Get out. You're done. Spence, you got it, I guess. Get out of here. Spence, good luck, man. Yellow card for that. Jeez. All right. I guess guess the whip's over, and uh, I guess we'll just just wrap up the segment now. Uh, When we come back, I alone maybe will be talking with BYU rugby, former rugby star Calvin Whiting. Appeal this, Jerem. Appeal it now. This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This week on BYU Radio's Deep Blue, I talked with Craig Cusick about the day that changed his life when he made the buzz beater against Utah State on the same day he found out his dad had cancer. Check it out on BYU Radio's app and where podcasts are found. Now, I was thrown out of the last segment. That's great to have you back, man. I, I didn't know I couldn't use in-show, like pre-show only, and then in-show illegal. I, I, okay, listen, I've appealed. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to the whoever whoever <laughs> has jurisdiction here. Who's the governing body and on then we'll hair see, products? <laughs> yes, yes, and then we'll see if I'm good Monday. Like, I don't know if this is multi-show. I, don't, I, I have no idea, but I've appealed. I'm good for the rest of the show, I've been yeah, told. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, appeal Jeez. to Dave Phillips, the uh, headmaster of the Paul Mitchell School for Hair. Head- Master? Was he Dumbledore? <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B with your illegal hair products or not. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, one of our favorite rugby alumni at BYU, Utah Warriors Center and star. His name is Calvin Whiting. Calvin, great to have you back on the show after almost five years, man. Good to see you. Crazy. Good to be back. Hey, year four of Major League Rugby, and uh, you may have noticed that Jerem Jordan has been around the team. So before we get into the questions uh, about Major League Rugby, just I want you to assess Jerem Jordan as a broadcaster. How He talks about you as a player. How would you assess him as a broadcaster? Man, I've seen him. He's, he's gotten so good, both of you guys. I mean, it's been so fun to watch the show over the years. Obviously, started watching it at BYU, but now just to carry on watching it's just it's always good, something I look forward to every week. Oh, thanks, Kevin. You're super nice. I'll Venmo you later. Don't worry, man. Okay, so obviously things going really well for the Utah Warriors. Second place right now in a playoff position. The last three weeks, uh, the team has won in the final four minutes of the game. What's it like playing on a team that is the best team in program history and team history, but also you guys know how to win late? I know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Everyone calls us the cardiac kids, right? It's... Uh... We, we keep the entertainment going, which is not so good for us, but at least we pull those wins off. <laughs> um, as far as the experience goes, it's been awesome. I mean, we we're surrounded by a bunch of good guys who are willing to do whatever they can for the team to make sure we're successful. Um, as far as players, coaches, medical staff, no matter what it is, um, we're surrounded by people who just want to be involved and want to help progress this program. How would you explain the culture and atmosphere around the team right now? Because not every team can ramp it up in high-pressure situations, yet, as we just pointed out, the Warriors and you are doing it consistently. So explain the atmosphere, the culture, and how that is helping you win high-pressure games. Yeah, it's a great question. I think the biggest thing, to be honest with you, is just the fact that it's been the same group from the beginning. Um, you've seen a lot of teams that have brought in guys from overseas, especially come, you know, late in the season. However, with us, it's been that same core group that has kind of just taken a load the whole season on. Right. And so because of that, I think we've built this camaraderie that's allowed us to understand and the chemistry that we have now as a team as well, just to know exactly what we need to do. It's just week in, week out, just to get the job done, you know, put your head down once one foot in front of the other and just keep going. You've been awesome this year. Team's leading tackler. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hagen Schulte, the uh, fly half and, and primary kicker kind of gets hurt. You start kicking. You go 18 and 19, man. You only miss one kick. How did you jump back into being a fly half suddenly and a kicker? 
Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's one of those skills you, you keep practicing, right? So, I mean, even though Hagen's still kicking, like, behind the scenes, I, I'll still get a few kicks in here at practice, here and there, that kind of thing. But, um, honestly, I think I was talking to you about it last a few weeks ago. It's just kind of like riding a bike, though. I mean, I've been kicking a rugby ball since I was, geez, 10 years old. And so it's just, you know, get back out there, stick to the rhythm. You know exactly how to do it. You just got to get it done. Calvin, have you ever considered trying out for the National Football League as a kicker? Honestly, it's, it's been one of those things that's on the back of my mind. I don't know how it would work as far as, like, scouts go, that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, it's it's the same concept, right, except for the fact that you're wearing pads and it's, you know, a different size ball. But I would assume the physics are the same. You know, you, you kick the ball, it goes over the pulse. It's, uh, I'm not too sure how that process works, but if you know anyone, let me know. Would you have been a better kicker at BYU or punter, rather, than Johnny Linham? <laughs> Jeez, whoa, 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 shots fired there. Come on, bro. Don't put me on the spot like that. So so is it yes or no? Uh man, man, that guy had an absolute cannon of a leg. I don't know if I because we would we would always mess around at rugby practice together because my first year was one of his last years with the team. And so we would always practice kicking together and watching him kick a ball, even then when he you know switched over to football, I was like, man, this is insane. We were going to that uh, um, indoor training facility, the IPF down there, and he'd be kicking footballs and they'd be hitting the roof like continuously. And I'm like, well, yep, no, I think I'm going to leave. I, I love Johnny. He wouldn't have gotten 18 of 19 uh, kicking M- MLR. So it's a wash. It's a wash. Okay, let's lay the groundwork for what's going on with rugby in the U.S. So Major League Rugby is in its fourth year. The Utah Warriors are one of the original seven teams. This is a great place for rugby. And we've seen, you know, 3,000-plus at home games this year. It's been awesome. How is the league growing? How is the game growing in the United States? Man, it's, it's been fun to watch, really. You know, it's, it's kind of a lot of people compared to the beginning years of the MLS. Um, so, obviously, us as players, we're kind of those pioneers, right? And so we understand that the work that we put in now will pay dividends in years to come. However, with the youth that are coming through, you know, the development academies, that kind of stuff really really good play especially within the u.s i know the league wants to grow to a few more teams and actually have like a real east and west conference you know to set up something you know eventually with the playoffs you know quarterfinals semifinals that kind of stuff so it's in a really good place now for us to kind of keep growing Calvin, it's great to catch up with you, man. Uh, we're so thrilled for your success with the Utah Warriors. Can't wait to watch what the season holds for you. And uh, let's not wait five years before we talk again. Seriously, though. Thanks for having me. You got it. Calvin Whiting on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. They've been really fun to watch, and they're a good team. So Matt Jensen and Josh Whippy uh, are the three BYU alums who play on the it's team. fantastic. Jared Whippy is on the team as well, coming back from an injury. But uh, it's pretty fun. They play at Houston this week, and they've been really good. They've and there are really other good. BYU guys across the league as well. Kyle yeah, Sumption. Kyle Sumption's with Rugby United New York, who they played against Utah last week. And Utah got the best of Rugby United New York. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The national championship culture and run that BYU had in rugby was pretty fun. I hate that you said had, but it's true. Uh, yeah, things changed. The dynamic changed. Still good, but not uh, the same. Okay, coming up, who gets today's elite voice? And a shocker. A rise and shout-out goes to a BYU track and field star. They should just get the rise and shout-out for the entire year, right? Yeah, yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm still bugged. I got tough. I'm still bugged.
This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio applications. Download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, review, and rate it. Our question of the day. Should pomade be legal in show? Answer that right now. Instapol. Okay, just kidding. It's about freshman quarterbacks at BYU, notably Jacob Conover, because he is one of the three that has been labeled as maybe the next starter for BYU football. Would you be comfortable starting a freshman quarterback at BYU? Why or why not? Andrew Streeter answers on Instagram. Plenty of teams do it every year. I don't imagine the coaches would play a guy if they didn't think he gave them the best chance to win. Yeah, I I agree. So the question is, does Jacob Conover give BYU the best chance to win? To me, if Jacob Conover starts, obviously he crushed it, but it's also an indictment on Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney. Like, wait, you've been here. What happened? Jacob Conover is a good player. I just don't think there's a ton of separation with these guys. So you go, okay, let's go experience. If all things are equal, and they probably won't be, but if they're close, you go, okay, upperclassmen, okay, then among you two, oh, Jaron gives us a running option. Right. Okay, Jaron. And let's be fair to the situation in that Jacob Conover is not your typical freshman. He has already He's already played a fall. Played a fall and has, you know, been on the full season scout team. Like this is not Zach Wilson right out of high school. It's, right. It's different. Right. Jacob, so missionaries were given the option to, you know, they, like they got sent home when COVID hit, you know, a lot of them. And then they had the option to go back out or not. Jacob had the option to come to BYU a little earlier and, uh, you know, skip the last part of his mission or whatever. And he chose that because he wants to get into this. Yes, he wants to be involved. Yes. And he was a walk-on in the fall, by the way. He, I, I, last time he was on, I said, I think you're the only four-star walk-on in BYU history. <laughs> he chose to be here on his own dime, which show you, shows you the commitment. And then he, uh, he said to Kalani Sataki, whether it was in jest or not, Yes, uh, hey, would you be interested in coming for the fall? And he said, yes, if you're okay with me taking the starting job from Zach Wilson in game four. He feels he's like that he's guy. He's confident. Yes. And I love that. He wants to be here and challenge these guys. Chances are he's probably going to sit, but m- maybe he wins the starting job. I'm not ruling it out. I'm yeah. just saying if I had a preference of timing, it'd be that Jacob redshirts this year, and then now you have a two-year gap between – Hall, Romney, and Conover instead of one, which is what it is right now. And this is a different question than asking, would you be okay with Jacob Conover starting a game in the 2021 season? I absolutely, That's different. I absolutely That's different. would be okay with that. Yes. I just don't want him to have to feel like he needs to start the season and face that gauntlet out of the gate. And if, if you're starting a freshman up front, that means your uh, upperclassmen or other, in this case, redshirt sophomores, Weren't as good as the freshman. And what does that do to them mentally? Right. I think you have to start with Jaron. You have to give Baylor a shot, and then you go with Jacob from there. It's okay. It's your freshman year. It's not meant for you to, like, dominate the galaxy. Like, only Johnny Manziel really did this as a freshman in college football. At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter answers, if the coaches think he, the freshman, gives the team the best chance to win, then yes. We have seen recently... Many examples of freshman quarterbacks excelling in the collegiate game. Not at BYU, though. Let's talk about freshmen. So, 88 with Ty. BYU goes to the Freedom Bowl, but it's not a Ty kind of full season. It's like, what, half the he season He started or the back half of the season. Yeah, that, I don't even remember the record in 88. It, so, it wasn't notable. Okay, uh, then you go to Jake Keeps. Seven and six ends up for BYU. A little bit of a battle there. Riley Nelson gets hurt against Florida State early. Seven and six. Okay, you throw in Zach Wilson the last seven games. Seven and six. So... 
Well, that, and, that's yeah. the learning curve of having a freshman. People talk about, oh, perfect bowl game. It was incredible. There was also the Northern Illinois situation with a freshman quarterback, right? Yes. Seven to six home that, loss. Yes. There is a learning curve. BYU fans, if you start Jacob Conover, are you okay with the learning curve? Are you okay with six and six? Are you okay with seven and five? But, and I would argue, would you be okay with five and seven? Because Ooh. there are more power fives on this schedule. It's not like uh, you're playing three or four. You're playing seven. So it's a little harder. Yeah. Well, thankfully for whoever the quarterback is, they've got a wealth of options around them. So yes, many yes, weapons. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Roberts underscore MN on Twitter. I want the best guy at the position. Sure. Don't care if it's a freshman, grad transfer, or a recently retired NFL quarterback that magically finds he's got another year of college eligibility. I want the best guy, period. And Aaron Roderick said Amen. that BYU yeah. will roll out the best guy. I just hope the best guy isn't a guy that hasn't been in the fire before. Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not okay with 5-7. and seven. That's why I don't want to. I'm not saying Jacob would be 5-7. and seven. I'm saying it is possible, though, that there is a steep learning curve that you're not anticipating. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. I know to not give one to uh, you know, being, the umpire throwing me out. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I want to give one to Richard Harward. For having the situational awareness to record Obedience. to record what happened at BYU basketball camp with Trevin Nell saucing an eight-year-old, knocking down a three. Right, shout out to Courtney Wayman. Good luck at the Olympic trials tonight. Lorenzo Faltea for shooting a shot with Dame. Yeah, and the NCAA for the continued circus. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Jed Fish. Head coach of the University of Arizona Football and Calvin Whiting, Major League Rugby star. Started Dennis Pitt. I wish I could throw you out. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Eric Woodbury. We'll see you tomorrow at Noon Eastern for BYU Football, a history of offensive innovation. Go Cougs. In a competition to win it all, they'll put everything on the line. Nature?